This is Chris Fetters of Dogman.com, and I'm here with a special guest, actually, a guy who uh, <laughs> has been uh, has been doing the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles uh, from the Bay Area to come up here and watch practice for Picture Day and everything else. We got Mike Amp from the Pac-12 Networks. Mike, just uh, what was the what was the the point of coming up and checking this thing out. Yeah, you know, the last couple of years we've been able to see a lot of our teams with our training camp tour. We've changed things at Pac-12 Network. So they had said to me, all right, like, where do you have to go? And this was on the short list. I said UW, Doug, because I knew we'd be talking about this team all year. And then seeing them up close and personal, you go, oh, there's a reason why we're going to be talking about them all season. The depth on this team, less questions. I cannot get over the secondary. I mean, I spent 20 minutes just watching these dudes, and I'm sitting here going, it is – it's truly amazing. I don't think there's another unit. Look, I don't want to say the country, but I'll say the country. It's certainly not in our conference that looks the way that they look athletically. It is, and it's just the, the next wave of guys. It, it doesn't seem like there's much of a drop-off. It really is pretty special what they're working with in that secondary. Well, before we go talk about Washington specific, sure, Mike, sure. I was curious, just kind of more of a 10,000-foot view, because obviously you cover the entire conference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was wondering if you drew the short straw just because we saw Yogi Roth and Ashley Adamson and Cal. Yeah, so yeah. So we're just wondering yeah. if they got to stay closer to home and you got to yeah. maybe do a little bit of the I flights. Will, and- I will use my off days this week to see Stanford and Cal. Uh, you know, we're starting up some Murder Studio stuff on Monday. So it was kind of a, a mad rush. I got to see the Oregons yesterday and uh, flew out here. Somehow was able to make it in terms of a flight which got canceled because of the chaos and uh, obviously that tragedy that, uh, that took place um, in Seattle with the plane crash but yeah getting here um it, it's a point of emphasis for sure i mean yeah. this team is so talented and the league itself you know it, there's some really good teams right now in the pac-12 and i think it's going to be tough sledding the north is really difficult eager to see stanford you mentioned yogi who did see stanford um and i was on the phone with him this morning just to get his impressions of the team um this is as competitive a league and i get it what the narrative has been this offseason with that bowl you know that one and eight bowl record but the reality is you look at the teams the competitive depth the talent that's here the coaches from top to bottom this league and and i'll maintain this is as good as any in the country what were some of your observations from pac-12 media day considering especially when we're talking about washington in particular everyone's putting so much emphasis on that auburn washington game in atlanta on september 1st what what do you what do you think is kind of the general consensus what did you learn from uh, from uh, media day uh, that we cannot hype up that game enough. And I think when you get an opportunity to talk to some other national media out there and some of the guys that I used to work with, everyone is focused in on what Washington does in, in week one. And there's such a ripple effect. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks to say that because there's some other non-league matchups that are vitally important. And I think you and I both would agree that when the college football playoff committee sits there and they go through... choked and lost when they go through some of the things that that in terms of schedule, strength of schedule, opponents, who everyone's beating in the league, it's going to be really important for them to uh, to really establish who else is winning games against marquee opponents that aren't Washington. I think if Washington wins the league this year, sure, you know, uh, that means they've had a great season, probably only have one loss. We haven't seen a two-loss team uh, in the college football playoff. And I think it would make such a statement um, – I think for teams on the West Coast, if Washington kind of carries that torch and picks up a win against an SEC opponent, which is going to be difficult for all intents and purposes, that is a home game for Auburn. I know I get it, neutral site and that whole deal, but that is essentially what it's going to be a home game. And I think it's going to be a tough challenge, um, but I, I think if there's one team in this league that can pull it off, it would be Washington. 
I was going to say, too, when you just said you came back from Oregon, what's the sense that you got from the Oregon schools in terms of their ability to compete this year? Yeah, you know, I think Oregon State, I think it's obvious right now that they're in a rebuild. And I think there's some questions that they have, at least to the quarterback spot. I thought Connor Blunt actually played uh, pretty well. And I don't know if it's a foregone conclusion that Jake Luton is their starting quarterback. Skill position-wise was actually a little bit better than I anticipated. Uh, I think there's a lot of questions on that defense, specifically defensive line, uh, and what we're going to see there. But I think from an Oregon perspective it it feels a little different this year which is I didn't anticipate because it's basically the same staff minus Willie but the point of emphasis of physical being physical on the football field is really clear with Cristobal that's there spent I would say about half the practice with the O-line which by the way looks so different they got three freshmen 370 380 pushing 390 those dudes just look different from everyone else in the league minus Stanford and Utah so I think there's a shift in thinking with Oregon physical football and I think they're going to try to pound it in down guys throats like we've seen from Stanford and uh, and Utah in previous years, which I think is a little bit different from the finesse outlook that I think people will associate with that brand. I think it's going to be different with Cristobal. So you think it's more in a phone booth Stanford style as yeah, opposed to think, spread out? Yeah, I think eventually it's going. To, you're going to see that. Now, I don't know if that happens this season. Um, I, I'd like to see what's going to happen at that wide receiver spot. Johnny Johnson's one of those guys that I thought looked pretty good. Uh, David Davis um, was another guy that, that stood out to me. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I have to go back to my notes. But, you know, the reality is they have arguably the best quarterback in the conference and certainly the, on the short list for really in the country in Justin Herbert. And just looking at him, I mean, seeing him in Los Angeles the last two years, he actually, look, I think people get natural maturity and the evolution of a guy that's still in college. They get bigger as time goes on. It looks to me like he even grew, which is crazy. His body, when he's out there, he's got all the physical tools, um, and I think it's going to be scary. He stays healthy. That offense really can roll. And last question before we talk about Washington. Your take kind of on the South, quick capsule. It, it yeah. seems like it's it could be anyone's, uh, and maybe sure. it's up to JT Daniels as to whether or not USC could uh, to do something. And I think that's that's a good place to start. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I was surprised that five teams got first-place votes at Media Day uh, from that South. I will be even more forthcoming right, saying that UCLA being one of those teams surprised me. I would have said if you would have picked five teams, give me ASU. I'm higher than I think most are on, on the Sun Devils and Herm Edwards. I'm biased because I got to work with him for a couple of years, and I, I would be scared if I was an opposing coach in this league because for all the perception of him being a character, Herm might be one of the most genuine people I've ever met away from the business or in the business. So I think when he gets into a living room with a kid, watch out if you're in this league. I think he's going to be able to sell that team. But SC right now is still the class of that division. And you're right, it still comes down to what they can do offensively. The beauty of it is no matter who their quarterback is, they're going to have one of the better defenses in the conference to rely on. And I think skill position-wise, it's still SC. And they still got dudes that are there. So to me, I think they're going to be in pretty good shape. And, and they're still the favorite. I, I would have voted for them uh, in that South as well. And I know you talked real quickly, uh, Mike, about the DBs and and, and that group, and we kind of understand their reputation. I guess what I want to know is you knew you, you, you called for it. You wanted this duty. Yeah. You wanted to come up to Montlake and see these guys. What were your kind of preconceptions coming into what you thought you might see today? 
I expected to see a typical Chris Peterson team, and in some ways, I exactly got what I was looking for. It's interesting because when Chris got here, I remember a bunch of years ago, we were doing our training camp show for Pac-12 Network, and the amount of teaching that was taking place amongst the staff, and it's still the same, but the message, I think, is resonating differently. It's now all Peterson's guys, and I think they're, it was down to like these intricate details, and that doesn't happen at every place. In Chris's first year, that was taking place. I watched practice today and it wasn't as much of that because I think the guys sort of understand now what's expected of them and how to play the way Chris wants them to play. Um, I, I talked a little bit about sort of that secondary. That group of quarterbacks is... It's, it's pretty impressive. I, I don't know if there's another quarterback room in the conference that will look like what Washington has on a consistent basis. Um, and just that competitiveness that's there. And, and just kind of getting to be around Jake a little bit um, down in Los Angeles for Media Day. His evolution, his personal growth, uh, to me is pretty impressive. Because I remember talking to him a couple years ago. And I would say he probably skews a little bit more introverted. And I, I think he was as forthcoming and honest. And we've seen that over recent weeks, just seeing some of his comments and, and reading some of those things so to me his maturity and understanding what's expected of him and how how vital he is to this team's success can't be understated and I think if they get the win in week one Jake's going to be a huge reason why yeah I was going to say too and I'm not going to hold you to yeah. it obviously but just after this one practice you've gotten a chance to see them in person this fall do you still feel like they are kind of upholding the conference in terms of the preseason nod and the, the media and everyone else expecting them to win the conference? Yeah, yeah. no, it's a great question. And I, I felt like every year, depending on what stop we were going on in August, you'd leave and go, oh, damn, that team looks good. Yeah. Or, oh, right. that team looks good. And, and sometimes it doesn't play out that way. I'm very confident in saying that this team is, and I'm not going to see everyone by the time the season starts. I'm going to see hopefully about half the three-quarters of the league. I I find it hard to believe that there's going to be another team in this league that looks like this one. Um, You know, and and even just talking to Chris before, and it's like, oh, we got a lot of work to do. we got a lot of work to do. I'll tell you, there's 11 other coaches in this league that would love to say, hey, we got a lot of work to do with this group of players. And to me, they're they're definitely on the short list. I think the praise that they've gotten in this offseason is... Is, is deserved. And once again, I, I still look at the position that they have in this league being sort of the flagship program now. They, there's a lot of, there's high expectations right now for this team. Yeah. Fantastic. I really appreciate yeah, it, no, Mike. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Thanks.